You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of your show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Brian and George are back again as we proudly present to you week 10 Ooh. of the NFC East Feast. Did that one take a while, dude? I want to know. I'm not going to lie. Today at work, I Googled words that rhymed with 10, and it gave you you know the regular shit like hen, wren. There was an amen. I, th- I thought I could Ooh. maybe get a little religious, yeah. but... Um, Again, was the low-hanging fruit. So again, week 10. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I liked it, dude. You're consistent with it, man. I, I, Thank you. I, I love you bringing that. I love you bringing that. But I, try I, know, I know the people do. I, I haven't heard the comments yet about this, but I'm sure everyone loves it. Thank you, man. And, and thank you all for listening. Um, I cannot believe it's already week 10. We're halfway through this season. Um, George, I hope you're feeling rested. Uh, you had to buy a week. So you didn't have the displeasure of watching the football team. So hopefully you guys um, maybe got a little healthy. I know that um, you got a new kicker. Uh, spoiler alert, we'll talk about that in a little bit as we preview your matchup with the Super Bowl champs. But let's start with a week nine recap. And unfortunately, I am going to talk about my Dallas Cowboys and what was a dreadful performance at home to a mediocre Denver Broncos team. George, I don't know if you watched this game. Unfortunately, I did. And it was 30 to nothing. We were absolutely dominated by Denver. Now, the final score will tell you it was 30 to 16. Now, if you were just to look at that, you'd be like, oh, Denver got the best of them. Maybe it was competitive. No, this was garbage time points. Dak Prescott threw two late fourth quarter touchdowns to somebody called Malik Turner. I had nobody... I had no idea who Malik Turner was before this past Sunday. Congratulations, Malik, though, on your first two career touchdowns. And the Cowboys went for two twice for whatever reason to make it look more competitive than it actually was. But the defense was up to their old tricks. It looked like the Mike Nolan 2020 defense. Uh, The Broncos, two-headed monster at running back. Uh, Javante Williams had 111 yards rushing. Javante Williams is a bad man. George, not sure if you've been paying attention to him. He along yeah, with no, his, that D tackle is legit, dude. That guy's a monster. No, he's the running back for Denver, oh, Javante sorry. Williams. But I'm sure they have <laughs> number a ninety back. number ninety eight has the last name Williams. I promise you. Yeah, yes, they do have a defensive lineman named Williams. Yes, you are you are yes. correct. But Javante is the Williams I'm talking about. He's the rookie out of North Carolina. There's another rookie out of North Carolina who was his teammate, uh, Michael Carter, who's also doing big things for the New York Jets. So shout out to those Tar Heel running backs. Javante had 111 yards rushing. He was running through arm tackles all day. Um, and and their veteran running back, Melvin Gordon, he got into the end zone. He had another 80 yards. I mean, I think, I think total the Broncos ran the football for almost 200 yards. 
And Teddy Bridgewater was very efficient. This was a Teddy Bridgewater game. 19 for 28, 250 and a touchdown. Uh, Tim Patrick burnt uh, Trayvon Diggs deep. And I think the teams are going to start doing that. I think they're realizing that Trayvon, um, he likes to get risky, man. And that's why he's getting, he was getting, I should say, these interceptions at the beginning of the season. But when you gamble, sometimes you get burned. And uh, Trayvon got burned deep. And the, the entire Cowboys defense, man, it was it was pathetic. If, if we're not getting turnovers, um, this isn't a very good defense. And we knew we, this, B. We knew this. We knew this. They need turnovers. That's the only way this defense dominates whatsoever. The time of possession in this game was absolutely ridiculous, dude. What was the it? Broncos held the ball for 41 minutes. The Cowboys held the ball for 18 minutes. Oof. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's, that's, that's dominant – and, and that's, I that, would that's, say this is the most lopsided game in the East this year. You really think so? Yes. They I don't just think so, didn't man. show up, dude. They just did not show up to the, like you said, 30 to nothing. It was, yeah, th- it it was 30 to nothing. 30 to nothing at one point. I don't think that's happened this year in the, in the East. I mean, again, you, this, you just didn't show up. You just didn't show up. We didn't show. We didn't show up. I don't want to have to, you know, rehash that. Maybe some of the the uh, more lopsided games the football team or the Eagles and Giants have played. And you know, we've all gotten blown right. out. And this is this is just a burn the tape kind of a game for me. I hope that Mike McCarthy doesn't dwell on this. I don't think that he will. I mean, I'll even go back to the days where the New England Patriots had one of the most di- dominant dynasties in sports over the. the past 20 years there that's was always a great that one, comparison that's a great comparison there was always that the New one England time, Patriots and the Cowboys listen man if you let me finish there was always that one time where Belichick and Brady would travel down to South Beach and for no reason um like the Dolphins would like whip the Patriots yeah. ass and it'd be like what was that but guess what by the end of the year Tom was back in the AFC championship game and yes I am getting a little far-fetched comparing the 2021 Cowboys to the Patriots dynasty but I'm saying even the best of teams do have a stinker every once in a while. And the Cowboys, um, strangely enough, this is the seventh straight win the Broncos have over Dallas. So they're kind of dominant. I don't know why Denver has our number. I hope that we don't see them again, unless, of course, it is in the Super Bowl in February. But I'm glad this game is behind me. This 28th ranked Cowboys defense in yards allowed needs to get their shit together. And it's not going to get any easier. Unfortunately, at yesterday's practice, Randy Gregory injured his calf. He was placed on IR. He will be out for at least the next three weeks. I'm not sure if in Dallas, calf injuries seem to be more contagious than COVID. Because first, Michael Gallup gets a calf injury. Then Dak Prescott gets a calf injury. And now Randy Gregory. So I'm going to start calling them the Dallas Calf Boys, guys. So fucking God, God damn it. Stretch your calf, boys. <laughs> it's, not, it's not going good. We're dropping like that's because of the low leg injuries. But, you know, let's let's move on from, from this game. It uh, as, as I hope um, the coaching staff does as well. Uh, another team who, who suffered a loss in the East but was much more competitive and much more respectable was the Philadelphia Eagles. They lost 27-24 to to the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers won this game, George, on a walk-off field goal by who? 
Dustin Hopkins. You, I said it, dude. I said it. I knew he was going to show out in any team he went to. He just didn't. It didn't work out for him. And again, I wished him the best moving forward. I think he's a great guy. He's very respectful in the locker room and and is respected by the team. He he had a special shout out to to Washington. And again, I hope he does the best. I knew he would show out for the Chargers, though. He's going to have a long career in the NFL. It just doesn't work out in Washington ever for whoever's kicking kicking for us. All right. Now he did miss an extra point in this game, so. Was it was not all roses? Uh, okay, okay, okay. D hop. Okay, but um, he came through when it counted, and so did Justin Herbert. Man, Justin Herbert, thirty-two for thirty-eight, three hundred and fifty-six yards, two passing touchdowns. Also had a rushing touchdown. Justin Herbert was out there just dealing, bro. Sixteen for sixteen against zone coverage against these Eagles. So wow. he was just tearing up that zone coverage of of the uh, Gannon defense that Philadelphia threw out there. And um, they, Philadelphia did a pretty good job of containing Austin Eckler. Um, he's one of you know the more elusive backs in this game, but they could just not handle Herbert in those weapons. I know Keenan Allen had like caught twelve of thirteen targets for over a hundred yards. He was spreading the ball all around all around the field. Uh, Dude, big- speaking of spreading the ball, he threw to ten different receivers. Damn, that's that's impressive, man. We talked about last week how how uh, young Mister Herbert and that beautiful uh, head of hair. He's he's wise beyond his years. The way he's he a goes beautiful through, man. He, he's beautiful a good looking dude. Yeah, yeah, has yeah. Stru- struggles with uh, acne a little bit. <laughs> got a little bit of acne. Wow, so I, don't know, I, I don't know if Accutane is is looking for a sponsor, but um, Herbert is is your guy. But no, he's 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 a very handsome young man, but and he's young, so hopefully he gets the oily face under control. Uh, maybe a little bit of clear cell, but he'll he'll be all right. Let's those helmets, that. dude. Those helmets do a lot, man. You got to have a great fit skincare routine if you're going to wear a helmet. True. Well, uh, maybe you can give Herbert some tips. But like you said, he he was I had uh, acne back in the day. For you sure. some bad have acne. Have you ever had acne? Have you ever had acne? I was the guy who would get one really bad one right ah, in the middle of my yeah. cheek or forehead. Um, an unfortunate story, actually. Not to sidetrack here. Uh, freshman year, I had a pimple right between. Um, my two eyebrows, okay, right in the middle of my head. Uh-huh. And like the OCD kid that I am, I couldn't, I kept trying to pop it, pick it, pop it, it pop it. it. Yeah. All right. Eventually, I just like rubbed the skin like raw. And it was, oh, a perfect, wow. it was a perfect circle in the middle of my face, okay? And one day, <laughs> God bless my teacher, I believe her name was Mrs. Nappy. She, after class, she goes, Brian, can I, can I see you? And I'm like, yeah, and she, it was real serious vibe. Everyone else leaves. And she goes, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Because you're picking She's, at yourself. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, way better, way better. <laughs> she goes, you're not in any kind of trouble. Nobody's nobody's harming you. I go, no, Mrs. Nappy, what's going on? She goes, somebody burnt a cigarette hole in the middle of your forehead. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is just a, the result of, of a kid who over p- picked a pimple. She thought it was the perfect circle. She thought somebody awesome. had taken a cigarette and put it out in my fucking face. <laughs> Damn. Well, let's get back to Justin Herbert and the Chargers here. And more specifically, I want to talk about the Eagles, man, because this, I think, was, in a loss, one of their better performances. Nick Sirianni um, did a solid for Jalen Hurts. And what he's doing now, George, I'm noticing he's putting him under center now, and which is giving them an opportunity to run the football and get some play action going. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Howard has been a real revelation for Philadelphia. When Miles Sanders went down, Jordan Howard was on the practice squad. 
and they pull him up, and now back-to-back weeks, he has over 70 yards, and I believe he has three touchdowns the past two weeks. He's become their leading rusher, but this is an RBBC, if you guys don't know what that means. That's running back by committee. By committee, baby. Four, Howard, I, I just want to make a note. Mm-hmm. 40 carries were given this game. Mm. When's the last time we've seen 40 carries in total? I mean, dude, the, probably like the 86 Bears with Walter Payton. I'm not dude, sure. Crazy. Yeah, dude, Nick Siri, like I said, he listens and he's running the football. It's really weird why it took Miles Sanders to get injured for them to start running the football, but it's working, man. <laughs> Super, yeah. Like yeah. J- Jordan Howard had 71, um, Jalen Hurts 62, Boston Scott 40, and Kenneth Gainwell chipped in with a rushing touchdown of his own. So although the Eagles lost, I like their recipe that they've discovered. And our boy Devontae Smith, I know Devontae you and I were Smith. both yeah. a big fan of him coming out of Bama. Shout out to the Heisman Trophy winner. He had his best game as a pro, 116 yards, and scored his first touchdown since all the way back in week one. So it was good to see Devontae get going. And I think the Eagles can take something from this loss. I think they're going to carry momentum going uh, going forward. And I think that I would say they're the second best team in the East right now. What about you? Oh, man. I, I would – that's tough for me to say. Just because I, I still believe in Washington. I know after you watching the Broncos-Cowboys game and and after watching the last few games we've lost that we've had a chance in every single one of them, I, I, I'm an A, I'm on an Eagles 2A, Washington football team 2B. Okay. I think and they're right around the same. We yeah. can't forget about the Giants who are coming off of a win. We'll talk about them in, 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 yeah. in just a second. So, yeah, it's really, it's really especially after the Cowboys you know, laid, laid a real egg, Interesting how this division could possibly tighten up as we get closer uh, to the holiday season. Um, we, we foreshadowed there a little bit, and uh, let's finish up this week nine preview with the only team in the NFC East who got a victory, and that was a tough New York Giants win defeating the Las Vegas Raiders 23-16. to 16. Uh, I want to shout out Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker got the game ball in uh, in this game. Uh, Saquon Barkley is probably going to be coming back uh, after their bye week. But Devontae Booker had 99 yards rushing, had another couple catches for, uh, I believe, 23 yards. And it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, Joe Judge gave him the game ball because this is going to be probably the last, um, you know, big chunk of playing time that he gets for the remainder of the season possibly the remainder of his career. Not that he's a slouch, but he's more of a number two back. But very valiantly, these past three or four weeks as Saquon has been on the shelf, Devontae Booker has really balled for them. So I was happy to see Coach Judge recognize him. And the Giants, uh, they didn't have a whole lot going in this game. Daniel Jones, only 15 for 20, so they didn't throw the ball a whole lot. But this is all about the defense, man. And shout out to the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, New York Giants safety, Xavier McKinney. He had two interceptions, one of them that he took to the house for a pick six. Uh, last did year. Did you not say, real quick, B, did you not say, or you mentioned, okay, that Derek Carr is a potential MVP quarterback mm-hmm. before this game? I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, dude, Tom Brady threw a pick six a couple weeks ago. Like, like MVPs. I just don't think Derek Carr is that good, as I said prior to the, the pod. I, I, 
I just don't see it. I think I see a lot of David I'm Carr out of I'm not sure if Derek Carr may have slept with an ex-girlfriend of yours and you have some vendetta against him. He, <laughs> he looks like me. That's the problem, bro. He looks like I me. think I like I'll say this. You're slightly better looking than Derek Carr. I appreciate that. I really yeah. do. No, I, I mean that. I mean yeah, thanks. <laughs> you have way better hair, better bone structure, but he's got a better right arm than you. And it was not on display in this game, though. No. Um, like I said, Xavier McKinney. Picked him off twice. I was a huge fan of McKinney when he was coming out of Bama last year in the draft. I really wanted the Cowboys to get him, but I'm happy to see him land in the division, so I still get to see him play uh, quite frequently. And the whole Giants defense, um, the way this game actually ended, the Raiders were driving. They were, I believe, certainly in the red zone, maybe even within the 10-yard line. And they could have won this game with under a minute left. But Quincy Roche, shout out to my boy, a rookie from the U, who, by the way, go Canes first Florida State this Saturday, but I digress. Um, Quincy Roche forced a fumble on uh, my favorite quarterback, Derek Carr, and Leonard Williams scooped it up. So that ended a game that was a real exclamation point. And the Giants were pumped, man. They're hyped. And although that they're only three and six, you know, that does you know, tie them for second in this division with the Eagles. And of course your football team is um, sitting there in the basement at two and six, but they will get a chance to redeem themselves. But I think this is a very positive outcome uh, for the giants, especially going into a bye week Now you get healthy, you get Saquon Barkley, um, one of your leaders and best athletes back on the field. I think that going forward, um, as I said, I believe the Eagles are the second best team. But I think as far as a potential team to sneak into the playoffs as that wild card, I think the Giants are a team to watch out for, man. I, I, I respect this team a lot. As I mean, I, I respect all these teams. You know, I, 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 I mean, we're, halfway, we're only halfway through the season here. We are only halfway through the season, which is crazy, which is crazy, man. And a lot can I, happen. A lot, no, a lot can happen. Who knows? The Cowboys, after after that terrible loss, maybe that sends them on a, a, a losing streak of two or three games. And all of a sudden, the division tightens up even more. But that's what I my, my final takeaway from week nine is just the division tightening up. As much as I don't want to see the Cowboys obviously lose, it, it makes it more interesting to bring them back closer to the pack. So we'll see if, if the boys can uh, can get back on track here. And, and the um, NFC East is definitely known to be pack animals. Yes, they, I like that. Yeah, we, yeah, we, <laughs> certainly, we certainly are pack animals, uh, pack animals in the East. <laughs> let's, let's, let's kick off uh, week 10 and talk about the first place team in the division. And that is my Dallas Cowboys. Now, um, in this game, we're going to be staying at home which I normally would say is a good thing, but after the Broncos came in and dominated us, I'm suddenly not feeling so confident. But it does make me feel good that it is the Atlanta Falcons who are coming to town. Coming strong to town. Coming strong. No, yes, the Falcons, a lot of, I mean, we've had a lot of fun at the Falcons' expense of this podcast the past couple of years. But the Falcons are 4-4, four and four, guys. If the playoffs ended today, the Atlanta Falcons would be the seventh and final seed. They would be a wild-card team in the NFC. So they're nothing to laugh at. Um, Shout-out to our boy CT, who's a big Titans fan. Their head coach, Arthur Smith, came over from Tennessee. And if you guys know anything about Arthur Smith, they say um, the kids say this. I don't understand the phrase, but he has, quote-unquote, big dick energy. And he's brought that BDE to the Dirty South in Atlanta. Maybe it's the Braves winning the World Series. Shout out to Bob Hartman. 
um, that has brought some of that juice into Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But the Falcons are playing with some swag. And although their best weapon, Calvin Ridley, has stepped away, good for him to take care of his mental health. They have Kyle Pitts, who is an absolute freak rookie tight end. And they have Cordero Patterson. I don't know what position Cordero Patterson plays, but I'll just list him as an athlete. The guy's mm-hmm. an absolute monster, bro. He catches balls out of the backfield. He's effective as a running back. And if you use him as a kick return, he's made a Pro Bowl there too. So between Patterson and Pitts, man, I'm I'm a little frightened with my Cowboys defense not playing very good right now. Oh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. We both know that. I think the over is 101 points. It's nuts, dude. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, guys. It's a joke. Actually, but yeah. Let's- What's should, should we see what the, what, the, what the actual over is? Because I would bet I would bet that it's it's at least in like I mean fifties. It's got to be man fifty three and a half. I'm gonna guess that's that's a good guess. That's a solid guess. No, no. Let's maybe we can bring up these odds. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Sports app, my new favorite <laughs> app, guys. We're hoping that they become a sponsor of the show. Um, if you're interested, download the Hard Rock Sports app to bet live now because in the state of Florida, it is completely legal. I've had a real fun time doing it. And I want to shout out to Jay Ludd because last week, I'm not going to lie, guys. I like to bet underdogs, and I lost a little bit of money at UFC 268 on Saturday night. But on Sunday, I shot with Ludd's, and I bet the Chargers over the Eagles, and it evened out my bank account. So I'm very excited about that. But Remember to gamble responsibly, so we don't want liability here, B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call, good call. I like that, brother. I'm actually um, having a little trouble with the app right now, so we don't know the no under. Worries. We don't know. No, we don't know the under over, but we know this is going to be a high scoring g- game between two potent offenses. I am going to blame a little of the Cowboys' struggles last week. Um, Fifty-four a great- and a half. Yeah. So it was I a think- point off. That's pretty good, George. 54 and a half, yeah. That's yeah. pretty good, man. I'm impressed Thanks, man. with that guest, dude. You're Thanks, a sharp. Dude. I was a habitual gambler for a while. There, at at but, one yeah. point. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. You know, you, you you sought help, and um, you're doing great now, and we're, we're all very happy I'm doing about all right. that. I'm doing all right. <laughs> doing all right. Um, <laughs> the, Dak Prescott, I think him missing two weeks of practice might have something to do with the struggles last week. He, for the first time in his career, George, had a completion percentage of under 50% against Denver. So I expect a lot better of a performance out of Dak. I mean, C.D. Lamb only had 23 yards last week. I believe Amari Cooper had 27. So I need my my big playmakers to, to, to do something. Zeke Elliott had 10 carries for 50 yards last week. So he was he was moving the rock, but when you get down as quickly as we did against Denver, you cannot establish a running game. And that is my key to victory here. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard establishing a run game against what still isn't a very good Falcons defense. Let's be honest. Although the Cowboys defense isn't much better, I am not scared of the Falcons defense. So I think the Cowboys defense plays okay in this game, certainly better than they played against Denver. And I think that we establish a running game with Zeke and Tony Pollard. And I like the Dallas Cowboys, of course, to get back on track and get a victory at home. I'll go with the Cowboys 30 to 23. How about you? Man, this is a tough one for me. You're talking about a team coming in very hot versus a team coming in very cold. 
Both defenses struggling pretty much the entire year. Cowboys not seeing a lot of turnovers as of recent. Yes. This is a tough one for me, man. This could be a high-scoring game, but it also can kind of get an ugly game because they're going to probably end up trying to run the ball at first because we all know they're going to air out. I mean, they're expecting each other to air it out, so they're probably going to try to establish the run with Zeke, um, and and we'll see what Tony Pollard does. Maybe he steps up this game, but I do like Matt Ryan these last few weeks, consistent veteran quarterback. We've, we always talk highly about him. Uh, the tight end from Florida, obviously Kyle Pitts is a problem lately, started out pretty slow, but has definitely stepped up as of recent. Uh, and, and Calvin Ridley said he went out for mental health. I was not aware of that, so that, that definitely loses one of their stars. Um, but Russell I, Gage has to step up. <laughs> big trust, baby. Let's big go. Um, so we'll, we'll, it, it's going to be an entertaining game, and I, 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 I like the Falcons this game. And it's biased because I, I need them to win this game to even up this division a little bit. That's for sure. But I also like the Falcons just because they. They look good, man. They, they they were never looking that bad even earlier in the year. I mean, when they played Washington, they they haven't really gotten destroyed on any of the weeks they've played in. Uh, and and, and they're, they're four and four. They're average. They're four and four. I mean, they started off. I think they've won three and two or three in a row. Maybe I, believe, I guess they're yeah, the, they, maybe three yeah, and no, one in the last four games or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm taking the Falcons here. I'll take them. Honestly, if the Cowboys defense gets no turver, turnovers. I'll take them 31-27. You're going with the Falcons in the ups. That's a big upset, man. Vegas has this as like an eight and a half to nine point spread. Oh. Love will come on a little bit later to talk about it, but I mean, yeah, with with that spread, man, that would be considered a huge upset. And we, but let's be honest, the Cowboys were ten point favorites over the Broncos last week. They got upset. For God's sake, the Jacksonville Jaguars just beat the Buffalo Bills. So this has been a topsy turvy league. So maybe your bold statement will uh, will come to fruition. We shall see. Um, now I want to talk about. Your boys, George. As I said, I don't have a quarterback prospect for you because you didn't lose a game last week because you were on a bye week. But I do believe... Which which took care of my mental health, by the way. Good. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I do believe... Yeah, Calvin, really, maybe all you need is a bye week. A bye you'll, week. Just, yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> I do believe I am going to have to bring you an NFL prospect next week, George. Because although you had a bye week, got maybe healthy, you're playing Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You played them very tightly last year in the playoffs. Competitive football game. But I think a lot of that had to do with the lack of film on Taylor Heineke. He was out there making plays with his legs. I posted this week on our Instagram. His diving touchdown on the pylon was a work of art. I don't see that happening this time, though, man. Because, unfortunately, the Buccaneers are also coming off of a bye week. So they're going to be well-rested. I don't know if they're getting Antonio Brown back. I think they're getting Rob Gronkowski back, though. And, of course, they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard, Ronald Jones, Giovanni Bernard. Should I keep going? I mean, this this is an elite team at pretty much every position other than the secondary. And, unfortunately, I don't think that you have the personnel to expose that secondary. So I've got the Buccaneers Honestly, dominating here. Vegas has this all similar to my Cowboys as like a nine or 10 point spread. I'm not sure what Ludge is going to do, but I'll swallow. I got the Buccaneers going into the nation's capital and coming out with a big W. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 33. Washington football team, 17. 
Yeah, man, I'm not. I, I can't be mad at that. I think that the majority of the people would say that this is this game is easy pick. It's going to be dominated. I'm sure a lot of people are picking the Buccaneers to for their survival pool. Who who knows? I mean, it yeah. might be the best lock of the week, right? Um, but I I just again, this is going to sound biased, of course, but this is a great opportunity for us. Mm. This is the probably the biggest opportunity of the year, and this is going to dictate the rest of the year for us. Because if we choose to show out the entire game, because we have actually been showing out against really good teams uh, like the Chiefs, like the Bills, um, like some of these better teams, it's just we're not we're not holding on. The Chiefs are not one of the better teams in the football. Let me correct. Oh, okay, correct, correct. Uh, we also looked very good against the Broncos, not one of the better teams. But I'm just saying we've looked better. Okay, and this is a deciding game for us. Um, they all are, but this one in particular, going to two and seven is just there's really no coming back for it. Nope. We still have a chance. Uh, I, I think. The reason why Taylor Heineke is in this league is yeah. because of that game. I agree. Yes. He he made six million off that game. Mm. So best believe he's gonna come bring it. And he comes brings it every week. We don't see this guy throwing for under 200 yards. He's gonna throw the rock. He's he's gonna, you know, run the ball a little bit. He's out there trying to survive. It's such a great story. I know that he hasn't been putting up W's, but he has not been playing horrible football. He might no. throw a pick or two every now and then, but the guy's still an NFL quarterback. And I wouldn't put him in the I wouldn't put him in the bottom 10. And the guy, the guy's played good quarterback play. And I, I think if we establish Antonio Gibson gets the running game going a little bit, and we establish the run against an amazing tough defensive front like the some Tampa would say Bay the Buccaneers. best some would, some say, would the best. say the best correct a lot of things have to go right for us I'm not exactly sure if our offensive line has gotten healthy because I think every single position had a backup in it at one point last game uh, so I hope we did get a little bit healthier but I will say Washington is going to lose this game but it's going to be a lot closer than most people think and I want to go ahead and say it's a it's it's I'm going to go say 27 to 23 27 23. I would be impressed if you guys can not only hold hold them under 30, but just just keep it competitive, which you certainly did in the wild card round last year. Gotta get pressure, which we have we have the people to do it. You can do that. The defensive line is healthy. That's what I'm saying. I'm questioning is um real quick on your offense. Is Logan Thomas coming back in this game? I, I know there was murmurs or whimmers. What am I trying to say? Murmurs? Murmur, is murmurs murmur, over? Murmur. Murmurs, murmurs of him coming back. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, well, I yeah. hope he comes back, although Ricky Seals-Jones has been playing admirably as a replacement. I think rather than, say, Antonio Gibbs needs to have a good game, I think because of his injury, it doesn't matter who it is. You just have to establish a respectable running game. It could be Gibson. It could be a little bit of Heineke scrambling. It could be the undrafted free agent on a Buffalo, Jared Pattinson. I know it's going to be J.D. McKissick. That's my favorite backup years, and... We've talked about it several times. I feel like at nauseum we said the short passing game to J.D. McKissick is an extension of the running game, and that's what I need. I need my fantasy guys out there this week to play J.D. McKissick. I think as a PPR flex this week, that is money. I'm feeling seven catches for 70 yards. I'm, I mean, yeah, there's going to get some garbage there's, time if, if that goes out. There's 14 or 15 yeah. points right there for you guys, and he, might, and he does get some goal line work as well. So I think J.D. McKissick is a great fantasy play this week. And I think... That although you're, you know, seeing this game through some rose-colored glasses, being a Washington football fan, we do have some history on our side as these two rides. It's not just these, it's like, oh, the, the old school Redskins versus the Buccaneers always play each other tough. No, 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 no. They do. This yeah. was this year. Yeah. This is 2021, January of 2021. 
these two quarterbacks with these two sk- sets of rosters about the same played, teams. Yeah. Yes. They played a competitive football game in prime time. So I'm going to be rooting for you, George. I'm not going to lie. This week, I'm rooting for all my NFC East teams because it's, what's pretty cool about this podcast is I used to consider myself kind of like an ignorant Cowboys fan homer. But doing this podcast with you, man, it's it's made me a fan of the division. It really is. I'm no longer mm-hmm. like this, this Eagles-Giants-Washington football team hater. I loved last year, although my Cowboys were dreadful, that we went into Week 17 and everyone had a chance to win and all the shenanigans with the Eagles and Nate Sudfeld and Jalen Hurts. Like It's it's just fun for me, man. And it's it hasn't been, although I love when the Cowboys are, are playing well, it has not been fun for me to watch them run away with this division the first half of the year. And although I want them to continue to win football games and uh, develop some camaraderie to, to carry into the playoffs, I want you guys and the rest of the division to catch up with us so we can get some competitive games as uh, Santa Claus comes to town here. So I'm hoping that, uh, that you got, that you're onto something that maybe just maybe there might be some upset cooking. I think, I think, I I think you're feeling a little bit of this, you know, the, the the giving season, man. I think you're feeling the holidays. I am. I am. Yeah, yes, I giving. think so. Yeah. I think so, man. So so I'll be rooting for y'all, man. I'm I'm excited to watch that game. Of course, I think it's a one o'clock kickoff, so we'll have the Cowboys going game going on at the same time. But I will certainly be tuned in to the Bucks versus the football team. Let's uh, let's finish our Week Ten preview with the Eagles playing a team that I feel as if they've almost become the fifth team of the NFC East because the Denver Broncos are playing the NFC East for an unprecedented third straight week. Two weeks ago, they beat the Washington football team. Last week, they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Now they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles, so they're probably licking their chops because at this point, they love to play the division. So um, this game will be back in Denver, and the Eagles are going to have a tough test ahead of them, man. The Broncos are playing with a ton of confidence. Um, the the Broncos getting Jerry Judy back last week yeah. off IR was a huge boost for well, them. He was I there the week to, before, too. He was. Okay. Well, last week, that. I know he was looking fresh. I think he had like I mean, nothing amazing, but he had six for 60. And um, I, I've said they have uh, a monster at Cortland Sutton. Uh, Noah Fant was on the COVID list, uh, their tight end. I believe he will be active for this game. Um, Tim Patrick will be there. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. You just heard me talk about these names um, in the recap of the Cowboys game. But the Eagles defense is going to have their hands full. But one thing about the Broncos that I do, I, I, I'm a fan of their defense and their weapons. I do think they have a little bit of a weakness on the offensive line. So I think this is a game where uh, Sweat, Hargrave, Fletcher Cox and Derek Barnett are going to get some pressure on Teddy B. That's something Ted, Teddy Bridgewater did not have last week when he played the Cowboys. And I think this week the Eagles defensive line is going to be up in his face, and he's going to need that running game to help him out a lot. I talked about um, the Eagles finally finding an identity running the football with, with Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, and these guys. So I think Jalen Hurts becoming, again, under center. Um, kind of like what, when Dak Prescott came into this league, he had the best running game in football, and that's what really gave him an easy 
transition into the NFL and which what allowed him to lead the Cowboys to the playoffs as a rookie. I think that's what I'm seeing out of Jalen Hurts now. The Eagles are making it easier on him. Don't put this guy back in a shotgun every time and expect him to do some RPO. It's that's it, it's this is this is not Lamar Jackson at Louisville, man. Don't put this kid in that spot. So so run the football a little bit. Although Denver's defense, as we saw last week, if they can shut down the Cowboys, they can certainly shut down the Eagles. But I'm expecting Philadelphia to play a much more competitive game against the Broncos than my Cowboys did. How about you? Yeah, I got the Eagles this game. I, I, I totally agree with you on the uh, the offensive line of the Broncos. They didn't do much against our, us two weeks ago. I think that defensive line from the Eagles is, is just as good, uh, especially with the rush. I mean, I think our passing rush is a little bit better than the Eagles, but their rushing front is a lot more stout. I think it's been consistent through the last five years. I, I love their front. Um, I do think Devontae is going to pull out a, a big game here. I think he's going to need to. I think a couple splash plays, maybe not seven or eight receptions, but maybe just three for for a hundred you know uh he's he's gonna want some they need to have some intangibles this game to beat a very kind of calm cool collected broncos team i think it's a it's a consistent it reminds me not of the john elways but they were they're just always broncos are consistent ball club and uh, that's what that's what they look like teddy b you know he's not going to blow us away by any means but he's a possession guy some would call a game manager whatever you want to say the guy's putting up points i'm glad that he still has a career he's a good dude um and i think they have again they have some offensive line issues and and i i just see fletcher cox getting in there stripping you know maybe a strip sack or, or strips the running back turnovers big plays i got the eagles 24 to 17 this game an upset. You got the Eagles going into Denver and winning. Um, well, I have kind of a funny stat that supports your narrative, George. The Eagles are 0-4 at home this year. Okay? And they've won three games. So guess what that means, guys? <laughs> They're better on the road. So it's 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 you know, it's a very hard place to play in Denver with the altitude. So hopefully they got out there maybe a few days early if Coach Sirianni is smart to adjust themselves. But the Eagles have won all three of their football games on the road. Nobody so wins said, in Philadelphia, bro. Come on now. Yeah, you're right. They're all kind of except <laughs> except Rocky Balboa. Let's let's come on. Let's, 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 okay. let's give okay. respect to Sylvester Stallone. He's the only. I guy love how ever- they have to have a freaking statue of a fictional character, bro. That's what Philadelphia yeah. is. Do have you ever seen the rant of Bill Burr when he goes into Philadelphia and he just talks shit about the city of Philadelphia and they're just booing him? He goes, "I've got ten minutes left," and he just keeps on going. Talks about the fake statue, and this is before they won a Super Bowl. It's epic. If you guys got a few minutes um, oh, and you're a fan of Bill Burr's comedy the fact that he went into philly just to roast them was amazing but yeah kind of a silly thing to have a fictional statue but shout out to uh sylvester stallone oh yeah um, love sylvester for sure I, i am gonna pick against the eagles and um rocky this week though but i have the eagles playing a competitive game much more competitive certainly than the cowboys played against the broncos I've got the Broncos pulling off a tight one here, 28 to 24. I believe the spread is about three or four, so, so I'm right in that range. But I think that uh, I think that Philly does uh, certainly play a, a good football game and follow that blueprint of running the rock to uh, to keep the Broncos off of the field. So shout out, shout out to my uh, my my good boy Scott Delaney, listener of the podcast. He's a youth football coach here in Boynton Beach, Florida, and he nice. actually plays Patrick Sertan's cousin in the Super Bowl this weekend on Saturday. So if Patrick Whoa. gets word 
of Cuz not winning the Super Bowl, maybe it gets a little bit in his head. Who knows? Damn, that's that's pretty cool, man. I did not do that. You never said that before. Yeah, You're, yeah. Shout out to all the youth football coaches out there, man. George, I know obviously um, you, you played youth football. Our, our good buddy CT coached youth football for a while. And a lot of listeners of this podcast um, certainly played football at a higher level, um, you know, up to the high school, maybe even college level. But uh, but that's where it all starts. That's that's where the grassroots come from. So, so we appreciate all of our youth football coaches out there. Um, you know, just volunteering their time, making very little money and uh, just giving back to the community. And uh, that's that's something to be valued. I think you could speak to it as uh, a lot of athletes could. Y- your youth coaches, uh, they really help to shape and mold young minds and turn them in to strong men. 100%, dude. I have so much respect for the youth football coaches, the way they, they command a huddle and are such good with kids and, and show them the right way to play. It's always fun to watch. This the, They play in a place called Buttonwood, which is probably sounds the most hood field I've ever heard in my life. And it's crazy when they won, because I always go to the games. Uh, they won the game and they bring out two massive speakers every time they win. And yeah. they plug it in and they just play some bangers, bro. Probably in front of like eight-year-old kids, but I'm fucking, I'm feeling it, dude. All the parents it. wild, dude. It's such a great scene out there. For those that know and, and have seen it as of recent, it's just nice to see people black, white, uh, Brown, whatever you want to say, all getting together and, and really rooting on their kids and just having an absolute blast with it. So I suggest you guys, even if you don't have kids, go out and watch a few football game if you want to see what America's about. Yeah, just stay far away enough from the children so it doesn't get weird. But, I mean, youth football in South Florida, though, I mean, we're, I'm watching the Ravens and the Dolphins game right now. Lamar Jackson is um, from South Florida. I mean, how many college athletes, as I talked about earlier, Miami and Florida State are going to play this Saturday. The amount you could probably just take the college football players from South Florida and play yeah. them against the rest of the nation. And I bet that the Miami Dade area will probably be a touchdown favorite in that game. The, the amount oh. of talent down there. Oh, dude, this eight year old number 21, dude, quarterback runs the option at like eight. I was thinking about getting his signature just so, you know, I could wait 20 you years should. and make some money off it. But yeah, the kid's going to be a star. And that's when you go see him. You see that youth football, you, you find those kids. And, and again, man, it's just always fun to watch. So shout out to youth football. It is, man. Well, I know that we're all looking forward to uh, to uh, not only that game on a Saturday afternoon, but all of these uh, NFC East games. But of course, we cannot let you guys get out of here before we shoot with Luds. Now, unfortunately, again, you guys are going to miss out on Luds live in studio. As you guys know, Jeff Ludlow is a family man. He has a wife. He has two beautiful children, and he had some family in town this weekend, but he could not let y'all hang in. Um, Luds was... One and two in the East last week, but he still has a winning record. And he's still four and two in that upset parlay. So let's let uh, Luds come on here and give his picks for week 10 of the East Feast. Luds, the floor is yours, my friend. Week 10 of the NFL season. Man, the season's going by fast. Here we are again. It's uh, Jay Luds. I'm here to make my picks of the week. I'll actually bring another upset parlay to you. Um, I do apologize. I am not live again tonight and did not get you that good upset parlay last week. As uh, Brian mentioned, I did just miss um, the news on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so he did give me a break on that. But I am 17 and 14 overall, 4 and 2 on the upset parlay. Let's get into this week's games. Uh, first game, I want to talk about Atlanta at Dallas. Dallas favored eight and a half points. Uh, Dallas is at home. Uh, they looked disappointing last week, as everybody knows. Um, 
But, you know, every team goes through it at least once in the season. Um, Atlanta has actually been playing very well as of late. Um, I think this game's going to definitely be closer than people think. Um, but I am going to take the Cowboys to win this game. Uh, Dallas wins 31-24. I'm taking Atlanta plus eight and a half. Next game, Tampa Bay at Georgia's Washington football team. Um, both teams coming off a bye. Um, both teams coming um, back after the bye, um, you know, losing their, their last week there. So they're both coming off a loss. Um, Washington's lost four straight. Uh, it doesn't get any easier this week with them. Uh, we know with Brady having a full week to rest and prepare, that's dangerous. Um, in the last six games, when the Bucks have had a week or more to prepare, they're six and zero with an average scoring margin of thirty six to sixteen. Oh, nerd! I'm actually going to take that score. Thirty six sixteen Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus nine and a half. I am going to swallow the points on that that game. Uh, next game, uh, Philadelphia at the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think Philly gets it done this week. Wow. Um, I think uh, Sirianni, Coach Sirianni, is starting to really realize he needs to keep running the ball. They're they're running the football effectively. Um, I think Philly's defensive front can get enough done on Bridgewater to contain him. Um, this is this is um, going to be an upset pick for me. I'm taking Philly plus two and a half, twenty four twenty three Eagles. Uh, now to get to my upset parlay, um, real tough this week on the upset parlay. I was looking through the spreads. Took me quite a bit to really come up with these two games, and uh, I'm confident, but uh, it's it's just tough. Um, as you guys can see, you look at the spreads and tell me what you guys think. But uh, I got Cleveland plus two and a half at New England. Um, I think Cleveland's offense is is rolling and scoring enough points to keep keep in there against New England. Um, Cleveland's defense, you know, shows up at times, but also can get you know, kind of sluggish at times. So it's going to be an interesting game, but I am going to take the Cleveland Browns plus two and a half for my second game. I am going to double up on the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a first of my upset parlay taking the NFC. Oh, Lud's doubling up guys. This is a first. Let's see where he goes with this. East feast team, um, Philadelphia plus two and a half at Denver. Uh, I really think that could be a win this week. Uh, that's my upset parlay. I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. Uh, hopefully I can get this record well above 500. Um, I appreciate it every week, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much, Luz. We look forward to getting you back in studio next week. Very interesting there, George. He agrees with you. He's going with Philly bold enough, actually, to put it in the upset parlay. So you guys might be onto something with this Eagles upset. Yeah, I agree. I like Philly this week, man. I do. And uh, his other upset parley, of course, is the Browns over the Pats. I think we need to monitor the Nick Chubb situation. He has COVID, but he may be active um, before Sunday's game. Regardless, the Browns love to run the rock. So um, I think the USF product, go Bulls. Um, Dearness Johnson will fill in for Chubb if he's out. Um, but yeah, he is... Um, 17 and 14 overall in the East, so winning better. Four and two in the upset parlay. And he is um, plus points with the Falcons, so he's pushing the Falcons eight and a half. He's very confident in his Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the football team. He thinks they're going to win by 20, so he's swallowing yeah. those I, nine and a half. I, you got, I, yeah, that's a you Bucks feel, that's a You got to feel a certain type of way about that. And last but not least, he is doubling down, discount, double check. He is going with the Eagles over the Broncos in the upset. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Luds does. 
And I'm looking forward to hopefully the Cowboys bouncing back off that humiliating loss. But as I said, George, I've become a fan of this entire division, and I'm rooting for all of us this week in week 10 of the NFC East. Food.